Ross Greenwood, and these are the Money Minutes. Today we look at the way the government's trying to stimulate the economy and ask the very sensible question, why aren't they putting more into infrastructure when they can borrow at just a quarter of 1%? I want to take you back 10 days. Uh, this is the 6th of July this year. And effectively what happened at that time was that the government sensibly put out a statement about what are called shovel-ready projects. In other words, infrastructure spending it can do right now. Now, this is commendable because this is what a government should do in the face of a significant economic downturn. The idea of simply printing money or borrowing money and just giving it to the community is one thing. But the idea of trying to create jobs and trying to create a lasting legacy with the projects you create during economic crises is the more important aspect of recovery. And so as a result, the government said in this thing from the Department of Infrastructure, Transport, Regional Development and Communications in response to COVID-19, a $1.5 billion package to invest in infrastructure that includes $1 billion for shovel-ready projects. Seriously? They're not even trying. The government said at this stage that this was part of its $100 billion 10-year infrastructure pipeline. Now, that $100 billion, of course, had been announced and planned, set up, if you like, before coronavirus hit. The whole point about Australia right now is it needs the shovel-ready projects right to go right now. So what are these shovel-ready projects? Let's have a look. Oh, well, they can... Upgrade the footpaths in Canberra, in Northbourne Avenue. There's a new light rail stop in Canberra. Oh, they're going to fix some local roads in New South Wales. Oh, they're going to improve some of their urban arterial asphalt program in the Northern Territory. They're going to widen a couple of roads in the the NT. They've got a, a, a motorway flyover in Queensland. I mean, seriously, they are not even trying. This is penny ante stuff. Like... You know, in the whole scale of coronavirus, in the whole scale of the money that they were prepared to spend, the $300 billion or so, which was obviously a significant amount less, which is literally welfare, let's be honest about this, for industry and for individuals, the truth is right now, if you create more infrastructure at a more rapid rate, then what happens is you get more jobs, more demand, and also a lasting legacy in the asset you have created. Now, I'm not talking about trying to have a pink bats program like, you know, the Rudd government did, which was a complete disaster because it was ill thought out and quite clearly poorly managed in terms of the safety checks because it simply meant that every cowboy in the sun came riding over to try and collect a bit of the government money. But what I'm talking about here is trying to make certain that they follow Infrastructure Australia's priority list of infrastructure to make certain that infrastructure, lasting infrastructure, is built. Now, you might sit there and say, well, what sort of money? Look, I don't know what the money is. Let's say it's $100 billion. And then go on to the Australian Office of Financial Management, right, which I've done, and you go and have a look at the the, the list of the bond issuance that they've had. So going back to March this year, the government has issued around $114 billion worth of Treasury bonds. The latest of those issues is one that came just a few days ago, $17 billion. The coupon rate for that $17 billion, a quarter of 1%. 
So if you sit and think about raising $17 billion, borrowing it, and then discovering you're only paying a quarter of 1%, well, let's be honest, go back 12 months, go back two years. If you were trying to borrow, then the rate might have been, well, maybe not quite, but closer to 1%. Effectively, your borrowing power now is four times that that it was going back a couple of years. So why wouldn't you at this stage start to significantly increase your borrowing? But what it really does is it exposes a flaw in the government. Because I can remember speaking with the Treasurer countless times saying, have you got shovel-ready projects right to go right now? Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. On the basis that there was some economic crisis coming. But the answer was they didn't really. If all their best they've got is one and a half billion dollars worth, you know, that is really a drop in the bucket as compared with what the nation needs as a whole. Now, you might sit there and say, well, hang on, if you start to issue too many bonds, maybe people won't want to buy them. Absolutely wrong. So over the past little while, you've actually seen a range of bond issuance. It works out that the Australian Office of Financial Management issues about $5 billion worth of bonds every year, sorry, every year, every week. Now, in the last little while as they've issued them, different coupons because they've got different expiry dates. But the fact of the matter is that you've seen these issuances oversubscribed, oversubscribed by five times, three and a half times, four and a half times, three and a half times, 5.9 times, 3.3 times. In other words, the demand for Australian bonds is there. People want to buy them. Investors want to buy them locally and overseas. Why is that? Because Australia right now is one nation that does not have negative interest rates. And so if you come and invest in Australia, number one, there's a AAA credit rating. Number two, there's a very good chance that the Australian government is going to repay that money. And so as a result, you've also got a positive interest rate. It's not like you're parking the cash there, hoping the rates will go even lower. So Australia right now is in a unique position that it can attract money, both domestically from our own superannuation funds and internationally, and can bring it in at a rapid rate which then goes back to the initial point about if they have an ability to raise this money, why would they not? And why would they not massively fast-track the infrastructure projects that are sitting on its own Infrastructure Australia priority list? So you sit there and go and have a look at, say, the various priority lists that are sitting out there from Infrastructure Australia, and there's big stuff there. Right. So say, for example, there's, you know, clearly rebuilding a lot of infrastructure after the bushfires. That's something that you have simply got to do. But there's also rail lines. There's road bypasses. There's a range of different assets that Australia can build. And this is the time to get your big projects up. Regional development, if you need to do that, to try and build high speed rail, if you need that. These are the times to think about the big picture raising the wall of the Warragamba Dam in New South Wales. Absolutely a priority that should be done, not only to safeguard those people living below the wall, but also to potentially open up the prospect of new water for Australia and New South Wales. Pipes down from the north to the south, if this is what you do. A lasting legacy that creates jobs and creates that piece of infrastructure that takes Australia forward for the future. Now, 
I know Snowy 2.0 is out there and a lot of people have criticized Snowy 2.0, whether it will work and, you know, whether in fact it is, you know, the great uh, piece of engineering that many suggest. But the point is, you're trying to build something that will help Australia going forward. You know, it is a situation that Australia has a critical need at the right times, in the right places, for water. It has a critical need right now for energy in the right places at the right time in plentiful supply to make certain that industry stays in this nation. So these are the types of things that are far-thinking, you know, broad, you know, sort of, if you like, aspirational government can do. They have the right conditions. But what really we've seen is this notion of having plentiful supplies of shovel-ready projects was absolutely a hollow promise. And what the government needs to do right now is not just subsidise business and not just subsidise individuals, but to build and create. Because that is the thing, truly, in my opinion, that will get Australia going again. Send me your comments, send me your details, uh, care of Twitter, Facebook, whatever it might be. I'm Ross Greenwood, and these are the Money Minutes.